<laughs> it's just cold outside today. Oh, in parts of the country, it's been freezing during the night. And uh, summer is only a distant memory now. The trees are quickly turning yellow and brown. And uh, you can see everybody walking around in thick coats. And actually, I, the coat that I'm currently wearing is not very thick. It's more of a kind of a raincoat. So I need to check my wardrobe and see if I can still use that old winter coat from uh, years ago. I think I bought it like 10 years ago and it's starting to really wear wear down. So I need to probably go and get myself something else. Uh, I think this is going to be a short walk. <laughs> well, I'm glad I can walk today without pain. Uh, I'm still under medication. The antibiotics... Uh, are pretty strong and it was a uh, somewhat longer treatment because of the complexity of the of the infection. I've had a couple of uh, good days and a couple of setbacks. It's usually when I feel good, I do too much. I walk too much. I, I, try, I immediately ignore the fact that I'm actually still not entirely well. And then the next day, uh, the pain returns and I just feel that I'm not there yet. Today is one of those days. D during the weekend, I uh, celebrated my masses, uh, which took more energy than I thought, especially standing for more than an hour. And then afterwards, of course, I always want to meet the parishioners. And so you stand another half hour, f uh, 45 minutes, and I just m uh, felt it immediately the day after. So this Monday, I'm going to keep things short. I'm, I'm trying to only uh, work for half a day, even though the 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 work is piling up very quickly um, because I've almost been unable to do anything for a week. That's when you realize how much you normally do. And uh, so there are a lot of people waiting for my replies and uh, things need to be planned. I'm kind of dreading the next couple of weeks where... I will have to work so hard to prepare the the first few months of uh, 2020. Um, and a lot of the plans that I made are changed now. I was supposed to go on a trip with uh, a couple of people in wheelchairs to Santiago. A great initiative where uh, um, volunteers would push these uh, wheelchair-bound people all the way to Santiago de Compostela, a, a trip that they could never do by themselves. And I would come along to uh, accompany the group spiritually and also to film the story for, uh, for my TV show. But unfortunately, because of uh, uh, money constraints and some organizational issues uh, at the, with the... Um, the uh, let's say the, the organization that was that was putting this trip together um they called off the the trip but i'd al already kind of made all the preparations and i asked my parish if i could be away that weekend and so there's a lot of hassle to make that happen and now i have a gap in my calendar um and still absolutely the, the need to to produce tv episodes so i'm currently scrambling uh, for a solution is that how you say it scrambling for a solution <laughs> I'm or do you scramble eggs I never know but anyway I'm, I'm trying to find an alternative 
and uh, something that is along the lines of uh, a pilgrimage or uh, kind of more of a road trip type of uh, uh, of story to tell, because the the entire season has been planned out to balance the type of subject subjects normally I tell stories that are both you know either close to home in what happens in parishes or by parishioners or uh, I try to show the the let's say the the global aspect of the church what's happening in other countries what's happening in Rome and I always have a number of episodes about let's say more uh, stories of, of, of charity, of support, how people help each other. This would be one of those stories. Um, but time is running out. This is already in the second half of, of October, and we're well underway in October. So as usually, I've, I'll probably have to think on my feet. So that is uh, uh, a bit of a challenge, because I'm still not very... I'm not feeling that well. Some other... Uh, ideas that I had probably will have to uh, um, be moved a little bit. I was hoping to have the entire office uh, renovated by now, and instead we've had delay on delay, and uh, uh, it's uh, it's just not coming together, which is a source of ongoing frustration for me because I feel like we're working in a dump. And if there's one thing that I've learned from George Lucas. And it sounds very pretentious as if I've spoken to him many times, which is not the case. But um, when I visited uh, Skywalker Ranch, uh, this was years and years and years ago when they were still working on The Phantom Menace, um, the guy who gave me the tour told me that George Lucas wanted to build Lucas or Lucasfilm headquarters at Skywalker Ranch, which is a beautiful... Um, Location, many many acres uh, of of of, glow, of uh, green hills and trees and lakes, and he built kind of old style houses, these nice wooden big villas, uh, because he felt that uh, if his collaborators, if creative people, work in a in a beautiful environment, it motivates them and it gives them extra energy to create beauty. I've always rem- remembered that and thinking that if, if one day I'll be heading a creative organization, which I am currently doing, then I want my collaborators to work in a nice environment where, you know, they feel that is welcoming, that is warm, that is beautiful, um, because it, it, it helps in the create. I don't know why, why that is. Since, ever since I moved to the the rectory where I live now, and I took uh, quite a bit of time to to make sure it looks nice. Just the other day, I've still been moving furniture and uh, trying to to arrange it in such a way. I don't have that many um, things. I don't have much furniture, uh, and it's a big house. But I wanted to decorate it in such a way. That's a train you hear here on my right. Um, I wanted to decorate it in such a way that it feels cozy. And uh, so now I have a, a common room. I placed the computer in the one room that I vowed would never have any screens. But it, I did it because uh, I'm streaming a, a lot. That's probably... Uh, oh, I see what this is. This is a, um, an industrial train. 
it's extra long but it's behind a sound wall that's why this, the sound of the train is so kind of hollow and weird um, I, I, I'm, I'm streaming more and more uh, on, on YouTube and usually I did that in the Lego room but then behind me if you use a webcam you, you just see the boxes with Lego and it just look, looks very unfriendly and not nice And whereas the, uh, the, the room uh, next to the Lego room is a much nicer room it looks a bit like a well in my, in my imagination it looks a bit like a Gryffindor common room and um, that's how I decorated it a little bit um, so I, but then I was like, well, this actually would be look much nicer on camera. So I moved the, the entire computer to the, to that room. But it, it and it immediately I felt the 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 difference. So I, I improved the lighting. I uh, took some time to make it feel and look pretty, and that immediately affects my mood when I'm streaming. I'm no longer ashamed of the mess in the room. <laughs> But it just looks nice. And uh, that's what I hoped also for our offices. But it's just going to take... I hope that that it's finished at the end of this year. That would be really great. So, but it's always the same. <laughs> there are priorities. And it's usually the stuff with the deadlines. And then there are wish lists. And uh, the non-essential things are often put uh, on the let's say on the bottom of the list which is probably not the wisest thing to do by the way because when you when you choose priorities in your life or when you determine priorities in your life you always have to ask yourself is this truly what I want where my strength is where my heart goes out to uh, what God is asking me or am I just putting this on top of my list because there is external pressure because I let other people determine um, what is important in, and, and, and if it goes against what you think is actually important then maybe it's time to, re, to, to rearrange your priorities and maybe stop doing things that you thought were so important when I think back of how I worked and lived let's say five years ago when I was still mostly focused on podcasting and I was doing all these different shows every single week I remember how often I was stressed out because I didn't uh, have enough time to prepare and then uh, the website would break down during the weekend and I couldn't fix it and then people wouldn't get their podcast and I was so focused on micromanaging this I don't know, over-enthusiastic list of, of projects, of creative projects, that in, there was no energy, there was no time uh, available, even, not even creative energy, to think long-term. And five years later, I feel that there's much more focus. There's still the risk of trying to do too much or to want too much. But... It is. I notice that I'm working much less in a certain way. I have much more margin. That is one of the one of the reasons that I can afford to be sick right now. The first question that I got from the people at the 
broadcasting company was, uh, what about your TV show when you're ill? How are you going to do that? And I was like, well, I actually filmed everything until the end of the year. There, uh, 15 episodes are basically there. Some still need some editing, but most of it is done. So I don't need to go out and film. Uh, so I can be sick, actually. And the few things that I still had to do, like presenting the show, that has changed too. Five years ago, for every episode, I would go out, outside, literally, with my camera. Sometimes I would travel even to places where the episode took place. I would put the camera on a tripod. Sometimes I would have someone with me. I would wire myself uh, with a microphone. And I would record the presentation out in the open with, of course, all the trouble of traffic, uh, forgetting an SD card. I, I can't count the, the times that I, I put everything in place only to, to realize that I left the SD card at home. <laughs> and um, uh, the weather, the just... Now, since the beginning of this year, I'm presenting this show from uh, a home studio that we built. And it's so much easier to do because I just sit at a table and I can record everything if it doesn't work. Um, I can always do it again. It's super relaxed. And that's also where I record uh, a weekly um, social media show, which also is much different from what I did uh, even a few months ago, where it was so difficult. The idea was... Hey, I like to hang out on on the on YouTube and chatting is always fun. We've, done, we've been doing that for years with the podcast. I uh, would always uh, stream it live and then we would chat. And sometimes we would, you know, in the early days of, was it Ustream? I would spend hours and hours just hanging out with people and we would play music and all sorts of stuff that you couldn't even do nowadays anymore because of the, the copyright uh, restraints of current platforms. Um, and so I figured, well, hey, if I need to make a social media uh, show that is linked to my TV show, we'll just chat, you know, after people have seen the TV show, I'll just sit at the table and I'll talk to the camera and answer questions. Well, turns out <laughs> the, the audience is so different. It, it, the mostly old people watching my show on TV they don't go to Facebook. They don't want to chat. They don't even know how to do that. So for this uh, season, I like a, I'm just going to turn it around. It's, it's no use to continue doing something. Hey, hello. <laughs> it's no use doing something that obviously doesn't work. That's one of the advantages of uh, social media. You can make quick changes. And so I decided, wait, well, I'm just going to do a more conventional interview show. At the, in the same studio, and I'll just have a guest or two guests, and we'll just talk about interesting topics. And lo and behold, the show now is really successful. Uh, we have, well, successful, it's still small, but it, it shows immediate potential. We already have about 1,500 views per episode. It is just a conversation. One camera. I do put some, sometimes some footage on top of the interview just to kind of uh, spice it up a little bit visually but on the whole it's just a conversation of about 15 to 20 minutes with an interesting guest and uh, 
all that ha- is just simple to produce, but it works. And it's, it's a conversation that I enjoy because I learn something too. And I can be an interviewer instead of being the entertainer. And that is, uh, I think it really helps that particular show. So that's something I could do. Um, even though I was not feeling that well, sitting at a table and just having a conversation of 15 minutes, I can pull that off. But the rest, the hard work that I normally would have to do right now because uh, I didn't really work in advance, all that is, you know, it's, it's there, the shows are there, I don't need to worry about it. The only thing that uh, becomes a bit urgent now is if I want to continue that in the next few months the first few months of 2020 that means that I have to do the same thing and I need to take advantage of these upcoming two months because that's all it is to film 15 episodes and that's going to require a lot of creativity and I'm you know of course obviously formally I would have until the end of the year but the month of December is one of the worst months uh, for production especially when I am also a parish priest and the month of December is just chock full of obligations and also limited availability of of people. So um, I basically have two months. That is, well, let's say four weeks per month. So that is, uh, let's say nine, I've got nine weeks and I have to create 15 episodes. That is more than one episode per per week. Let's say I, I'll have to figure out ways to produce two episodes per week. Now, there are, of course, solutions to that, which I've already tried out in the past. If I go to Rome and I plan it well, it is possible to film four episodes in four days. Don't ask how. <laughs> it is really exhausting, but it can be done. And that's why I like these trips and these travel shows so much it's much easier to uh, film material for a a two-parter and then I'm also digging into my archives Uh, I was talking about uh, some possibilities with uh, with the team of Tridio and I I remembered that I still had a lot of footage from uh, my trip to New Zealand which almost 10 years ago it's crazy I just didn't realize how how much time had passed. Um, it's, and it's a, a really great trip from what I remember. I went, you know, I, I had a car and I drove all the way from the town of Christchurch where the, you had these, um, these earthquakes. And I remember even touring the town. They showed me the, the cathedral that was demolished by the earthquake and just recently heard that they did they've decided to uh, to completely demolish the cathedral which is a beautiful cathedral because they couldn't find the funds uh, to to restore it uh, which is devastating I think for the Catholic community in Christchurch but anyway so I drove from Christchurch to the south of the southern island and I visited all the locations that had to do with Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings and it was great it's beautiful beautiful footage it's one of the most beautiful places in the world and the, the reason that I have never considered it for my TV show was it's Tolkien, it's about fantasy, it's a, and I just couldn't figure out how to make that relevant for 
let's say, my Catholic audience that watches my TV show. Plus, most of what I say, I think, on camera is in English. Uh, but then the, the rest of the team was encouraging me. Was like, wow, what, why, why not turn that into a TV show? After all, you filmed it. It's, it's a story. It's nice to look at. And um, you did a, an episode about fairy tales, which was very well received, even though my editor, or let's say my, my, the, the person who is ultimately responsible for greenlighting the topics, um, at first was very resistant to an episode about fairy tales. He's like, why? <laughs> He's not very much into those geeky things. And then I said, well, why not? Let me just, let me, let me try this. I will give it a Catholic spin. It's, it's totally possible with fairy tales and morality and that sort of stuff. And then in the end, it turned out to be one of the more popular episodes of the year, uh, which was even uh, uh, repeated on TV one or two times, each time with a lot of uh, viewers. So I'm thinking, well, why not? Why don't I just take that story of my trip... It's kind of a pilgrimage along uh, the locations of, uh, of The Hobbit and, um, and The Lord of the Rings and, and tell that story of Catholic fantasy, of, uh, of, of Tolkien and maybe also include a few interviews with people that actually do value that Catholic dimension of his writings. And then I suddenly realized, well, wait a minute, I already have those interviews. I filmed that in Dutch. Just earlier this year, I went to one of those fantasy fairs and they had a, um, a pretty big camp of uh, Tolkien reenactors. Um, and also, uh, they had two parts. Like the One was a Tolkien Middle-Earth reenactment, so they built tents and stuff, almost as if it was a, I don't know, a Rohan settlement. It's very well done. Nice people that told me about their passion for the world of Tolkien and their appreciation. And there was also a second part of that encampment, which was more of an intellectual part of the organization that uh, studied the... Um, the writings of Tolkien and uh, they had congresses and everything and so they were basically promoting that there and I interviewed them and I also specifically asked them about Catholic elements in Tolkien's writing to which I got some really marvelous responses and I've never done anything with that just discarding it as oh that'll be something for my I don't know YouTube page um, and now I'm thinking if I intersperse that with the story with the travel story through through uh, New Zealand it becomes both a, a very personal story but I also have those Dutch interviews that can give it the you know the, the, the kind of the Dutch Catholic angle um, so why not and that is definitely material for two episodes because it's, it's really beautiful stuff to watch it's, it's, it's a road movie um, and I filmed basically non-stop while I was there because everything was amazing and, and uh, interesting. The only, the only thing I regret afterwards was that I did not interview anyone. Uh, I, well, I filmed a little bit of the tour guide in Hobbiton and that sort of stuff. But, um, for instance, I stayed in... Uh, where was that? Was that Queenstown? 
somewhere in the south and I stayed with a local priest who ran a parish uh, there and uh, and it was just really interesting to see the Catholic life there in New Zealand where it's not a very Catholic country and his church was mostly empty even though he's in one of the most popular tourist locations of the country but just you know portraying that now that I'm I have more experience as a television maker I'd say boy I should have focused on the people around uh, all these Hobbit locations and Tolkien locations and you could tell a really nice story about faith and fantasy and the, the way it's intertwined in, in New Zealand always almost wants me almost makes me want to go back and uh, and do that trip again but this time better prepared with a little bit more time but anyway since th- that probably can't happen anytime soon I can I can still use the material that I already have and uh, so that's that's just one of those things another idea that I had was to uh, go back to my China trip which was used in one episode years and years ago um, they basically used 10% I think of what I filmed in, in China and to retell that story and in- include some more current interviews about the situation right now in China because of course since I've been there there have been lots of developments not all positive but it could be interesting to uh, kind of go back to the situation in China without traveling to to the country so I'm, I'm trying to come up with all sorts of hmm uh, clever ways to produce content without overcharging my calendar in the next couple of weeks and making use of, of, of work that I've done in the past but never really um, n- never finished and so uh, yeah I'm just going to give it a try maybe I should even do an episode about Star Wars why not everybody knows that I'm a Star Wars geek but that it seems to me maybe pushing it a little bit too much <laughs> we'll see so that is going to be uh, what is uh, going to fill my schedule of course I um, I want to keep focusing on the podcast and uh, the fact that I'm walking outside right now is proof that I want to keep doing this uh, and in the most let's say the most regular fashion as possible so every Monday I want my shows to be done no matter what happens so it means I've got to start around 10.30 with the walk i got to start around noon with uh, the podcast so I can go home um, around lunchtime and uh, and then tomorrow I usually film the news from the Vatican and uh, and then all the rest, you know, all those semi-urgent things, well, maybe I should just look at them again and decide what is truly necessary, what is truly useful for the mission, and what can wait. And that's the hardest part for me. Uh, always kind of uh, focus on uh, just trying to weigh my options and when you're a creative person there are always way too many options um, and I want to do everything but <laughs> I have to s- first stop and think uh, what is truly um, necessary 
what is the the best thing, the most efficient thing to do. And also, I'll first ask myself: Is it not? Am I not overcharging myself? I'm not. Do, am I not working too hard? Because I, I, I prefer to recover fully before forcing myself too much. All right, uh, time to wrap up. I'm here in the shopping center here, uh, or shopping street near near the the office because I need to get some sanding paper <laughs> to fix a. a well, I tried to fix a wall, and it, but I need some sandpaper to, to finish it. And then I'm going to sit uh, at the computer and stream my weekly podcast. And then uh, then I think I'm done. I really miss running, and I really miss walking. Uh, but I can't. The doctor told me specifically to not stand not don't walk more than half an hour at a time so that my time is up now right now and don't stand uh until the uh antibiotics are done and then slowly slowly build it up so no marathon training even though i need to start training for the marathon of rotterdam which i want to go and run next year on my birthday on the 5th of april uh it's uh, Palm Sunday, and I want to run just as I walked the days in uh, the the, wa- the walk of the world for uh, for charity. I want to run the marathon for charity in April as an extra incentive uh, to uh, to go run that, and also to kind of make it more more useful. Otherwise, it's just for me, which is you know should be fine. It helps me to stay healthy, but if I can help other people and I can help a charity with it all the better all right thank you so much for listening thanks for your support if you're a patron and uh, we'll talk soon take care and god bless